Alright everybody, episode 123 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Albertson, and who's in a dream with me tonight, Snake Eaters? You got a Michael K. Hughes. Use it to add a garbage opinion to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And, and I'm Bill Tucker. We are all dust in the wind fish. <laughs> nice. Thank you. I'm Brandon Housen. And welcome. First time on the show. Uh, it's nice to be here. I and don't worry, we never tell anybody that we do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We, we, if we did, I would give you like five seconds to think of something. And that uh, maybe just too much pressure, perhaps. I don't know. It's a rite of passage now. <laughs> yep. If you're new on the show, you just you just have to stammer your way through the introduction. It's just how it works. <laughs> and, be, and before I introduce what we're talking about, I do have to say we're going to do a giveaway next week. So I wanted to warn people in this episode. So if you watch, if you listen next week's episode, which is something that I'll say later, we're going to be doing a giveaway for the last season of The Walking Dead final season on Steam for Telltale. Very nice. So Great. you will have nice. it because I have an extra key. And <laughs> so there will be that. So next week we will now, I will announce it again, but I wanted to make sure that if you listen to this episode, you have a week to listen to the episode and be ready for next week's episode. And there will be a giveaway in the episode. And last time we actually gave away a copy of 13, someone actually took it that isn't on the podcast right now. No, it was a guy I know <laughs> since he was like 12. So does that yeah, count? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 a person got a thing that who's a listener first, not a host. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> Friend <laughs> of mine, thing. but yeah. He, he, he texted me one day. He's like, yeah, I grit and grabbed that. I'm like, it was still there and it was a week later. So if you listen, so yeah. People don't claim these. I guess nobody wanted 13, but I don't blame them. Or uh, Stalker. <sighs> yeah, I don't blame you. So, <laughs> the only people that want Stalker have already played Stalker and are, are obsessed with Stalker. Ugh. All right, well, that's not why we're here. So, yeah, there'll be giveaway next week. But the reason that we're here this week is we're here to talk about Link's Awakening DX for Game Boy Color. Or Link's Awakening, I mean, maybe by Nintendo, and I don't have the wiki pulled up at the moment. The so. Magical year of 1993 slash 1998, depending on which version. Man, five years. Wow, that's a while. Yeah, Game Boy Color. Yeah, Game yeah. Boy Color. Yeah. And this, of course, we're talking about the DX version. There's no serious difference between the original Link's Awakening and the DX, other than, of course, color. And they dungeon. added on that. The, there's a new dungeon. Yep. And then they added on a uh, the camera feature, which is so bizarre mm-hmm. and weird. I don't know why anyone bothers, but it's good. It's there if you are into the Game Boy camera, which is pretty neat. It is a neat device. I got a lot of heart for it, but not yeah. so much in the context of Link's Awakening. Yeah. It's there to print the pictures out. Yeah. Well, that's the printer, you see. It's not part of the camera. I had, I still have the camera somewhere. I never had the printer. Okay. My friend did. Rich did. They've been on the show a few times. He had both. I don't know why, but he did. Well, you know, <laughs> people got money to burn. So so I know you want to talk about a bit about the origins of it and memories. Let's start with Brandon. Brandon, what was your kind of your entry point to Link's Awakening? I, I had it in, well, I remember playing it in fourth grade. On the old gray brick Game Boy <laughs> that I still have. Me nice. Too. They still work. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Those things are indestructible. They really are. No, I mean, hey, look at the one that's ride the freaking Desert Storm. Yeah, that's right. The famous Nintendo Power one. <laughs> I don't have mine anymore. I I played this game pretty early too. I didn't play the original version. I didn't play the till the DX version. I don't remember why. I loved Link to the Past when my mom must have bought me this. But I all I remember is I had it one day. And I played it a ton, and it took me way. I mean, I played in middle school, I think, but maybe elementary. I can't remember exactly. I never actually owned this game until I bought it, the DX version on 3DS. Uh, it was one of those ones that a friend had, so I played it there. Okay, I was gonna say, like, what? How did you miss this? 
Yeah, mm. same. Same thing. I, I never played it or never owned it until I bought it on the 3DS many years ago and then never played it. Kind of one of those <laughs> things you buy it and then you forget it's there. I played it for the first time like six months ago. That was like my literal first playthrough. Kind of one of those, oh, wow, this isn't just my emulation machine for a Nintendo and Super Nintendo. I can actually play. Ooh, I have Link's Awakening. It's a real thing I bought. No shame. <laughs> was it DX version? Yeah, yeah, the DX version. Yep. I yep. I can't play the regular version because I need my little bit of color. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> no, that's kind of, that'd be pretty rough. Well, there's also a lot of like weird history to this game because there's a Gaming Historian episode of this game on YouTube you can go listen to. Where the guy talks about it, but I'll, I'll I'll bring up some parts of it. Like this wasn't even supposed to be an official Nintendo product at first, or like Nintendo didn't condone you can do this. They just the guys just started trying to make links to the past on the Game Boy in their spare time as a fun project, and then it turned into this game eventually. And eventually, Nintendo said, "Yeah, sure, well, you know, you can actually do this on the clock. We'll pay you to." But it wasn't oh. that way at first, and I think that kind of plays a big part in this game because a lot of things in this game, like Mario's in this game. There's a Kirby in this game. There's a lot of little things in this game. Goombas some piranha plants and chain chomps. Yeah, that shouldn't be in here. Goombas, like, it's a Zelda game, but they were able to kind of do what they wanted. It was a labor of love, and they weren't really being like, governed. It was kind of like, just make a game. It's a game, but we don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's how we got what we have now. Uh, it helps that it's Mario 2-ish at the end, so... I mean, I guess they can get away with doing whatever the hell they wanted in the Those world. Ward is in this game, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah speaking of Mario, this. too. Yep, he <laughs> is. Also, I want to say this is the same Link from Link to the Past, or is it original Link? Oh, the timeline is so insane. Yeah. They're just It's a fun little character <laughs> with a sword who runs around with a sword and shield and kills things. I, I mean, let's just do that. This wiki I've, says that it's canon somehow, so it's, it's definitely canon. one of them. Oh. It's a very sad canon, because when you, like, when you find out what the whole, what's all going on yeah, in the game. We'll talk about the ending and, the, and the, the themes of this game are pretty stark. But yeah, yeah this we'll is a Link to the that. Past Link. Okay. Apparently he dyed his hair between the games. Apparently he, he dyed his hair anymore. <laughs> well. <Apparently he> dies. <laughs> yeah, well, again, we'll talk about that as we go forward. So, I mean, there, there were a lot of things I didn't even realize that were references. Like, I never really, Kirby was in this game. I mean, I played this game. I played this game multiple times, and never once did I put two and two. Oh, yeah, that's Kirby. You fight in one of the, as a regular enemy in a tower, in the tower, the worst dungeon in the game. But we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty rough. It's freaking Shy Guys in this game, too. Yay. It makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. My, my opinions of Shy Guys are well, well documented on this show. Yeah, they're, they're just awesome. the cutest little things. Gosh, I love them. Yoshi's in it as well. He's yes. A animal. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's right. He is. Which is, it's not optional, is it? That trading quest. No, most of the trading quest is an optional. I was, I was really surprised. Like you have to do probably three fourths of it just to make it through the the main story. Which is, a, which is a bit of a problem. But we'll we'll talk about it, I guess, as we get to the to the nuts yeah. and bolts of it. It's Game Boy. I mean, it's that time where they didn't I expect know. you to. Because I, I know when I played this game, I didn't play it with a guide, if you can believe that. It was, Cheater Mike wasn't around yet <laughs> as much at that time. Uh, but the way I played this was me and my friend both had it. So we would talk. All, we, and we were only, I think we were only allowed to talk once a week or something because he, he moved in with his grandparents. They were kind of like, oh, you can't talk to him except on the weekends because of school. And I couldn't see him that much. We used to hang out all the time. We lived down the street. So when we played this, we were like once a week, we'd talk, oh, could you figure this out? Did you do this? And this is one of those games that was enhanced by two different people trying to figure it out. And it took me a, it took me a while to beat this game it's oh, pretty I'm... challenging especially those dungeons towards the end they they're they're complex and they're they're pretty well mazes mm-hmm. one thing i do want to talk about is how 
you were mentioning this was like a labor of love, like the guys who made uh, some of the guys who did Link to the Past, you know, some other developers joined in and just made this fun project. That joy is permeates through this game. And we didn't talk about where it ranks for us. This is for me. This could be a top three Zelda game, depending on my mood. Easily top five. Easy. Is, that's that's unequivocal because it's so joyful and fun and light. Like, all the characters are phenomenal and fun and it's funny in 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 a way that doesn't try too hard. Man, do I enjoy this game and I'm so glad I, I got a chance to try it and, and finally hit it. But you played it like what a few months ago, right? For the yeah, first time? six uh-huh. months ago. Like, like about okay. six months ago. Yeah. I so and my first time too. And again, it was one of those highly recommended from different people I trust. So I decided to move forward. Brandon, what did you think about kind of again how the origins of this and the overall vibe? Where's it rank for you too, like as far as it, Zelda games go? This is my favorite Zelda game. Real? See, okay, I you're not alone in that opinion. No, I love this one. I what, I like the handheld ones in general. Like after the Nintendo sixty four, I hadn't I haven't played any of the console ones. Oof, so I generally, we I generally do a little mini ranking it, but go ahead, sorry, Brandon. <laughs> so I generally, uh, you know, just play the handhelds. They're pretty yeah. good, especially the Minish Cap. I've never played Minish Cap. Not to get Me too far afield. But uh, I I played Link Between Worlds and I love that. Oh game. yeah, Link Between Worlds is awesome. Phenomenal, phenomenal. We could, uh, we could probably help you with Minish Cap here coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Minish Cap I've never played. That's 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 one of one. The big blind spots in my Zelda canon are Wind Waker. I never played that. And you're sort of missing out. I know, sort of. It's, yeah. yeah, it's it's good. And I never played Majora's Mask. And you are missing out of that. Yeah, that one you're missing out. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go back to the N64 control. I try playing Ocarina. Play the 3DS version. Yeah, the 3DS version. And yeah, play it with a yes. guide because that game is meant to be played with a guide if you don't want to. Because I know you don't have time like me. You don't. Yeah, you need a guide. Yeah, I'll, I'll get a spoiler-free walkthrough or something. I know people love Majora's Mask. I uh, Just the Ocarina stuff. I probably play Ocarina on the Wii as a uh, as I, a goof, and after an hour, I'm like, "How did I survive this as a as a kid?" Majora's <laughs> better. I've called Majora bullshit Zelda game on this show before. Before I played it, that was my opinion, and Helena did not agree with that opinion. And you got called a bullshit Zelda yeah. game. <laughs> I miss her. And yeah. when I played it, when I did play it for the show in the 3DS, it's actually a really good Zelda game. Like you have yeah. to play the 3DS version. They improved a few things, a few quality of life improvements, but it is an amazing Zelda game. You just yeah. have to play it with some with knowing what to do because the way the game works with the timer it's gonna it's gonna screw you and you're gonna get angry and not want to yeah, keep playing timers what the timer is what makes me fearful you timers have way just... way more time than you actually need especially if you're using a guide you won't be running around in circles you'll be just fine okay fair enough so back to yeah back to Link's awakening it's all your fault we end up on George Mask anyway so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, zelda yeah. though i mean it's it's, it's zelda it's, it's relevant i think at <laughs> the end we, we went probably... on some tangent about dragon ball z <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so Link's Awakening, the other thing I think was, I think what drew me, drew me in is that it's so much like Link's to the Past, that you have the top-down, which I still prefer, in my Zelda games. It's just such a little, kind of like a little adventure. With the, you have this map, but little things are always blocked. You, oh, you can't go over here because you need a hookshot, or you can't go over here because you can't lift this rock, or you can't jump over this hole. This is also one of the few Zelda games that let you jump, at least with an mm-hmm. item, which is... I, I am a fan of Rock's Feather. I'm not a fan of the fact that I only have A and B to put equipment on. I mean, I was okay with it in the past, but this playthrough, I was not okay with it. I was getting very it's irritated. And I'm like, it's a Game Boy game. So I, I know. Mean, I mean, it was a me problem, not a Game Boy problem. It was a me. I was being yeah. stupid, annoyed. But that's just because I, I didn't like going to the menu and switching items. 
I don't know, fault the so, oh, I do fault the game for that. Well, but. The, the menu's not great, so uh, the, the inventory management is not is not wonderful, but mm-hmm. it's, it's as good as you could expect given the very yeah. nineteen ninety three Game Boy for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just yeah sign of the times. The Switch port fixes that, or not even port the remake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does it fix it? I never. I wanted to play this. Yeah, version. it, it binds more of the things to the buttons. Oh, that's good. Like oh. the Pegasus boot and the shield and sword all have. Their own button assigned. That's fair. That's also something the Majora's Mask 3DS does is it kind of maps some stuff to the touchscreen so it's a little easier to get in and out of stuff. Yeah, the less you the the less I get pulled out of the action, the better is just just improvements. That's good. Another issue I had a lot with this game was the way that the map is very I think Mike had said it to me, we're talking very dead any. Oh, they're dead ends, dead ends. Constant. Everywhere. Constant. And you can't see anything because what's the game boys? You, you know, the screen traverses, but oh, look, I got to go up here, down here, left here. Oh, then I can get over here. Like, and yes, I understand it's the game boy. I understand it's 19, you know, we're in the early 1900, you know, older time, but it's just, it frustrated me a lot this playthrough. Me too. <laughs> and like, like you said, there'd be stones or something blocking your way. And for the love of God, do not touch the side of that stone if you don't oh. have the bracelets equipped. No. As, as I kind of alluded to my my intro, the text in this game crawls by. It's so <laughs> slow. I was like jamming on the button every time. I was like, I know that I need the bracelet to pick up the rock. I know this one needs blown up or whatever. Mm. The power acorn. Has oh, yep. yep. <laughs> I just I hate the fact that it plays that stupid acorn music the entire time and the sword. <laughs> Because that acorn, because I love the music in this game. The music is, uh, you know, outstanding. Okay. Except for that godforsaken acorn theme, because it's so fast and frenetic that you're the idea is supposed to feel like a like a like a power star or something. Mm-hmm. Nope. If you're just holding it and walking through and not killing anything, gash, please stop with the that. Superstar is like thirty seconds, and this thing, I think it goes on until you get hit a couple yeah, times. Yeah, it goes on infinite or, or leave or go into a dungeon. You cannot take it into a dungeon with you. I don't think. I might be wrong on that. No, I think you're right. I think whenever you like transition between screens, it goes away. Yeah. Not yeah, that yeah, quickly, yeah. I don't think. But then again, I didn't play this with sound, so <laughs> why would you? It's just a, it's just one of my probably maybe yeah, my, one of my favorite Zelda soundtracks. I don't know. It's just Koji Kondo at, at his best, you know. <laughs> you know me. I mean, I did have some sound, but it didn't last super. It 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 went off and on throughout this game. Somebody had to put the headphones in the in the freaking thing and just leave it. Oh. In the, put the headphones in the computer and leave the uh, earbuds on the. Crown. He's just a just a hear. master of video game music at the top of his craft, and it's all. Please, <laughs> it's fine. Just listen to a podcast. I, pr- I probably would. <laughs> I will. I will forever tease you about that. But it's it's. Oh no! I always that's just how it I is play part of now. your good Agnes. Oh, yeah, I think we did that when uh, we recorded for your podcast, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> I think we, we kind of goofed on Mike a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I just. I mean, I again, this is sound from when I was a kid. So I did listen to some of it, but I feel like at certain points it was especially more later in the end in like the seventh and eighth dungeon where I'm like, get me out of this game. Not that the game wasn't fun, but it's just my brain's like, Oh no, you got your schedule. Uh, time to keep going. Mike mm-hmm. tapping the watch. Like, you know, okay. So I was just, I was done at that point, but it doesn't help when you keep pausing the game and you keep pulling up a walkthrough. And so, you know, how I play games. Uh, yeah. I cheat. <laughs> so yeah. What are we talking about? One thing like we'd mentioned earlier about the, like the chain shop, like there's actually a freaking chain shop in this game that you get to fo- get to that. You let you walk like a dog at one point. Bow <laughs> well, Good old Bow Wow. So I think this is the the start of Chain Chomp's barking. Chain really? Barking oh, yeah, barking. that makes sense. Of course, yeah. Huh. He, he didn't bark at like Mario 3 or anything. And... Which I think that was the first game that actually had them in there. Yes, that is correct. 
I, I God, I love how this game steals from Mario all the time and, and stuff like that. <laughs> it's just it's part of the charm of this game. Like this game is still very, very charming. You have the two towns, you have a whole town just of animal villages, you have a little town of people that live in like not that far away from each other on the island, that you have a girl who never stops singing when she starts at certain points in the game. Like Well, she's I, singing like, the best song in the game at least. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Windfish Ballad's good. I did hear it. I had had I didn't have I had music on off and on throughout this game. It it just it was more in the dungeons when I was getting annoyed when I kept failing. But well, yeah, that's that's a different scenario. When you're in a dungeon, sometimes you just want to focus, right? Just kind of like really dig in. Just you you nailed it, Mike. It's charming. This game is just overflowing with charm. I love the little animal village. I also like the fact that when you go to all the different locations, everything's kind of good. Like everything in town is. Okay, people are singing. Yeah, they're they're kind of doing their thing. Yeah, they got monsters knocking about outside, but you know. I mean, the worst thing that happens in town is they steal Bow Wow. Yeah, exactly. They steal this, this little little doggo. You can't do that. It's not like the moon's crashing down or the world's flooded or anything like right. that. It's we talk <laughs> about you know when I'm whenever I'm on the show we're talking about MCU movies where everything is high stakes and apocalyptic disasters. This is. Everything's kind of good, which again builds into People this really stunning any that reveals itself. Yeah, it's just the the Ant Man and the Wasp of the Zelda universe. Basically, very, very low stakes. There's not much happening. It's okay. If if we failed, things would be like ah bummer. Oh well, <laughs> One get a new died. chain shop, doggo. Yeah, I, I like that. I I also like that there is no Zelda in this game. There is no Triforce. There's none of that. You're Love just that. You're Love just that. on Coconut Island. He washed up on a shipwreck. He doesn't really know. What he's doing there? You don't even start with a sword or shield. You have to get, you have to get both items. Did you just like call it Coconut Island? He did. I, I wasn't going to say anything, but he did. Yes, he called it Coconut Island. <laughs> Koholit. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I wasn't going to try. You see, we're going to go with Coconut now. I think Coconut's going to be the new official name of this, of this island. Maybe Brandon. Do you know how to pronounce that that word? I believe it's Colcolant. Colcolants. I like his pronunciation best. I'm going to go with that. You're not going to go with Coca-Cola Island. Coca-Cola Island, that's right. Trademark <laughs> product placement. Brandon, what do you think about the the big thing, of course, with this game is presentation. The fact that it literally looks like Link to the Past. From sprite design to everything, basically. It looks like it because that's what they were going for. What, what do you feel how do you feel about the presentation? I mean, I'm just a sucker for the Game Boy in general, but I love it. I mean, that's what you wanted to see. Like, imagine had they Finally made a Zelda for the Game Boy, and then it goes back to, like, you know, NES style, or worse, uh, Zelda 2. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> no, it, and we, we actually do get a few little Zelda 2 moments in this, which are so ingenious and beautiful use of the platform. It is almost astonishing. It's astonishing whenever the game goes to side-scrolling and utilizes those tools in new different ways. I got I love when games recontextualize uh, tools and movesets. And gosh, dude, that's masterful. That is just masterful when they go to those little snippets and it's two cool. bosses. It's a lot better than I thought it would be. Like I, I mean, I remember it. I had fond memories of it. But when I went back and played it, it's still the 2D is still fun. Mm-hmm. It's oh, fine. Right. They're small sure. little parts, but I'm sure those 2D sections are the whole reason we get the rocks feather too, just so you can jump. Yeah. So it's, it's like, yeah, we'll go ahead and put Goombas in here just so you can jump on them. Why the hell not? It's fun. <laughs> I think the only enemy you can jump on, too, that has any effect. They always give you a heart when you jump on them. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool, too. It's There's just so many little things in this game that are just so... And I, for some reason, I don't know why, I've never actually really 
I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of nostalgic for Zelda one and Zelda two, but I really like the blue moblins in this game. I really like the blue bulldog look to them. <laughs> I don't know why, but oh. I just do. They're cool. Yeah, but they it's like, are cool. they're not even something that's really that sticks around in a lot of Zelda games. I mean, the, the bulldogs in Ocarina, but they're much bigger and they're not blue. Uh-huh. And you don't really, you kind of went away from moblins and then you get goblins that are called moblins in some fake Zelda game called Breath of the Wild. But <laughs> I haven't had my blue dog moblins in a while. And uh, bull goblins. Yeah. Okay, they're not goblins. I thought they were moblins. Yeah. See, that's how much yeah. I played in that game. One day. There, there might be moblins in there. When uh, Nintendo makes it $20 for the Switch. Someday I will buy it and try it again. <laughs> you are out of your never. damn mind. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> oh my no God. chance. Hey, they always lower their games eventually. It just takes 10 years. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Odyssey's 30 bucks right now at GameStop. Used. I was waiting so for, for Mario Kart Wii to go down so I could finally pick it up because it's still like $40 used. I'm like, okay, that's just never going to happen then. Mario no. Kart Wii? Yeah. Or Switch? Okay. Like the, the old, old one. Oh, well, there's other ways to play that, Mike. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's why I don't buy a lot of Nintendo games, because I just I can't handle it. It makes me upset. That's near here and there. So I also want to say, like, the way that this world map does in this game, like, it's very good about kind of leading you around. As you get new items, you'll get new heart pieces. Like, everything is very, there's a lot of little stuff to go find. And there's lots and lots of fucking hidden shit in this game, too. Oh, is there lots of hidden shit? Yeah, less less than normal Zelda games though, because there's only ten hearts or twelve or something. Definitely, yeah. Less but they than make up for it. Like I, oh, a question for Brandon, since you said earlier this is one of your favorite games. Did you ever find the three spots for the bat in this game, or even know that existed? The bat, like the the one that uh, lets you like hold more bombs and yeah garbage. I when I was a kid, yes, I found everything. But when, replaying through it, I no, I gave up <laughs> on looking for all that. Okay, because I I didn't I had found the one bat this playthrough, and I only thought there was one when I was looking reading my guide. There's three bat spots in the game. And I'm like, what? What? Yeah, I found the one for arrows, I think, or bombs, one or the other. I found the powder one, the most <laughs> useless one. I have no yeah, idea. I never I, knew. I don't remember. I never knew there were three. Again, that's from Link to the Past too. The bat and Link to the Past gives you mm-hmm. more magic meter. Yeah, it was just one of those random things that I was reading the guide. And I I had played this game at least four or five times, beating it, and I cool. never knew that existed. Cool. I mean, I, 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 I used a, I used a basic walkthrough. I didn't lean on it though. I kind of used it as a, oh shoot, I'm kind of lost in this dungeon. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Same. And then, and then just Effort. for sake of time again, um, but I didn't lean on it, and because I really wanted to experience it firsthand. And they get the game gives you enough, enough hints to to get through it. What I love about the map is that it doesn't feel like there's as many secrets because it's so condensed. I think I read it might have been that gaming historian video that you can get across that map in like four and a half minutes. Like you can just if you know where you're going, you can traverse mm-hmm. the whole thing very fast. And it's condensed because it's Game Boy. It can't be the size of Link to the Past, so there's not as much space to fill things with. But it is very dense. And uh, the weapons, of course, is one thing Zelda does very well. Zelda does a few things well. I don't love Zelda, but one thing Zelda does well is that all the weapons are are um, are both keys and they're efficient in battle. So, again, as you get these different weapons like Hookshot, which is probably the greatest, I don't know, the greatest weapon in any Zelda game is Hookshot. It's just fun. Always fun. It's really, they do a really good job of utilizing those as keys as well as things you can use in battle. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a cool map. It's a, it's a lot of variety, a lot of flavor, a lot of fun things to explore in the world. So, dumb question, because I'm looking at a map right now as we're talking. Is there a whole, like, Zora part in this game where you swim through, like, a lake area? Yeah. There, it's it's like a mini game. 
Okay, because I look at the oh, map, yeah. I'm like, I don't remember the raft. Spot. I actually did that. I actually did that mini game. It was fun. Yeah, I skipped that whole thing. Yeah, it was fun. I for again, that's like he mean lots of the options game. Man, I'm I'm a little. I think I remember the guy talking about it because I was trying to play this game without a guide and go by a lot was in my head, but not enough was it like certain parts of my head. Oh, I can go here, do this, but then other parts are missing from my head. So I wouldn't remember. Like, I remember, like, I want to go here, but I don't remember how to get here. And I'd get lost and get confused and get irritated. Now, <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, did you play this game um, for the show today? Or did you play it so many times you're just like, yeah, I got this? I played it a lot, but no, I uh, <laughs> I didn't uh, finish it. Okay, so you, so you did run through it just for, for the show. Thank you. And, yeah, cool. How did you feel like your memories held up from when you played it last? I, I can still do it, you know, blindfolded. Yeah, pretty- sounds like it. <laughs> Pretty cool. Better than me. Hey, hey, Mike, do you still have the map pulled up? Yes. Do you realize this layout is very reminiscent of Link to the Past? Mm-hmm. You got the castle towards the middle. You got Zora's stuff, you know, a little to the east of there. You got the Lost Woods all the way to the west. The town right below that. Huh. huh. Okay. Here. Interesting. It was Link to the Past remix. You have the mountain in the, in yep. the northern part of the map. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, it is a lot like it. You have the random castle that is a reference to a game I have never played but want. Oh, to. yeah. Oh, that yeah. little that's, guy who, who that's gives you the quest someday. to go get the golden leaves is from some other game for Game Boy. Oh, God. I, I always have to look up the name. It's a frog it, something. I don't right. think it came to America. No, it's it It's been not. on my list because I've heard people talk about it. It's one of those games that I really, really want to play someday for the show, and I just haven't. It hasn't happened yet because I always for, I remember it exists and I forget it exists. I've downloaded it to play it and then I forget that it exists and never do it. So yeah, the the frog for whom the bell tolls is the the English translation, but it is I don't know. It's made by the same developer, the, no, the the same designers, I guess. But, but it is is very linked to uh, Link's Awakening. Yeah, but they just threw him in there. There's a random yeah. character that you know people surrounded by frogs known, and he's in a room with frogs. Mm-hmm. But that's also like there's so many little side quests. Like in order to get to a lot of these dungeons, you have to get keys to get into the not all of them, but some of them, and they'll involve little side quests like this one. You have to go get five golden leaves or six golden leaves from a bunch of knights and kill them all in this castle, or and then bring the leaves to, to him. Find four of them and then wander around for half an hour and finally pull up a guide to figure out where the fifth one is. Basically, yes, that's that's, <laughs> that's basically. I didn't need a, I didn't need a guide for them. So where where was the fifth one? The statues you have to bomb. Oh, that was in my head. Okay, that was one of the things where I'm like, I bomb these statues. It was like I was having the movie Memento where I couldn't remember things, but I remember bits and pieces. <laughs> Maybe that worked. I don't know. If that's good He's got the maps of the maps of Zelda. <laughs> tattoos things are in my head, but not detailed enough to give me information. Like I had, I had pictures of them. Like hey, I know that's something, but I don't know what it tells. But I know it's something. My brain remembers it. Where, like, where he's got, don't answer the phone. Mike has bombed the statues tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> so. Next step on this, I guess, are the dungeons, right? We kind of talked about all the the fun flavors. Anyone have any favorite characters in the overworld? Like, I really dig the banana guy. I don't know why. <laughs> the crocodile, uh, the yeah, banana leather, crocodile, leatherhead. Yeah, basically, <laughs> it's basically <laughs> a leatherhead. Yeah, uh, I really dig him. I don't know why a crocodile selling bananas just makes me chuckle, but it really does. Don't know. Of course, we have Marin, who is the. I, it, do we? Does it establish love interest? I don't think so. It's just I mean, the, they go on a the, date. Just he up her dress. <laughs> he does. He basically <laughs> treats her like an item. When you go to find her to take her to the animal village, he holds her holds her up over his head. That is one of my kind favorite of comments too. Like you got Marin or something. Like maybe you shouldn't. Like there's something. There's some kind of funny comment, but I didn't write it down. 
Or, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's like maybe this is your big chance or something, or is this your big chance? Yikes, game. Okay. <laughs> Great. Wow. Yeah. Consent. I mean, I, I think I posted that. I think I posted that like on Twitter when it came up as I was playing it. Just that screenshot of him holding her up like a Triforce. <laughs> That's awesome. Pretty, pretty great. Yeah. Oh, this is also the first Zelda game with fishing. Oh yeah. yeah, who cares? I don't understand why people <laughs> like fishing so much in these games. I don't get it. That's a personal. That's a personal thing. I'm sure it's fine. I mean, I didn't do it. I mean, I, I have didn't no pass, interest in fishing mechanics. But this playthrough, I was just like, get done with the game. I don't care about her pieces. So. But to, to answer your question, Bill, I like Chow Chow, the little chain chomp that you give the bow to to start the, the trading quest. Yeah, she's, she's pretty adorable. Super cute. Oh, anything. If it's a little ball with teeth on a chain, I'm, I'm just happy. I just <laughs> I love their just, design. It's so simple, great. but so cute. Yeah, probably be happy if it's chew, chewing off somebody's leg and there's blood and gore all in there, too. Huh? <laughs> well, listen, I Jesus. OK, look, I'm not a sociopath. OK. <laughs> I like a little goop in my movies, but you know, Chain Chop is pure and, and good and cute. There's no big stay. giant butterflies or anything, right? Oh no, God! Please. <laughs> please. The giant moss, none of those. No, well, we got a uh, we get Mister Wright, which is Doctor Wright from SimCity. Yep. Yes, pretty fun. I didn't realize that until I read it. Pretty cute. Same. Brandon, Everyone's who's your adorable. favorite? Oh, yeah, it really is. Everyone's just super fun and, and adorable and full of charm. Uh, Brandon, what was your uh, favorite character? I on that on that overworld. Pro- probably the uh, lonely old man that will only talk to you on the phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that guy. That's some that's some pathos right there. Like, what happened to that man where he can only he can't he'll <laughs> only talk to you on the phone. Like, he can't look you in the eye due to some weird trauma. I don't know. The ghost too. How cool is that? I love the ghost who follows you around, and I think he asks you to like bring him back to his grave. Am I right and on in that? his house? Yeah, you got to go to the house first and then the grave, which he never said anything to me. I had to look it up. Like, what am I doing with this ghost? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. All you get is a seashell. Yeah. In his house. Great. That, that, again, it has those moments of pathos where that, that is a pretty stunning, like, hey, I need to resolve this to go to my grave. Okay, send me home so I can rest. It's like, ooh, I thought this was fun Link's Awakening <laughs> on the Game Boy Color. It's not a Zelda game unless it's got some kind of depressing arc in it. Very true. And well, we get to the big depressing arc later on. Yeah, but at least it's not Majora's Mask, where everything is a reference to death and the five stages of grief. So that's why I'm hoping it's. Uh, that's why I'm hoping to really enjoy. I, I I will. I really want to play a game where it's just sad and depressing. So <laughs> sounds like, like that'll be right up my alley. <laughs> I do like that so much. I can't tell if he's kidding or not. <laughs> I, don't I, think he I seriously doubt it. I've had. <laughs> <laughs> Things will work out fine. I promise. <sighs> I think one more thing we hadn't mentioned about the overworld is the seashells. You have 25 to collect in this game, and you, if you get 20, you get the, the level it's, 2 sword. I didn't give a shit this playthrough. No, <laughs> I think it's 26 I. total. I did get it, actually. Good. Look at that. But I also pulled up a guide specifically for seashells and just ticked them off as I went down. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get the sword so I can have the sword and the red tunic and just walk through the rest of the game. Okay. I the effort was un, was more than I could handle, so I didn't give a shit. But uh, I tried. I was like, I got I got twelve on my own just by some were memory. Some like, oh the guy, but go here, and I'm like, that's nice. We're going this way. So. I want to mention one more NPC real quick is a uh, Tracy who runs the Hell Spa who went on to be in the little known Captain Rainbow for the Wii that we sadly never got, but I'm absolutely going to make it on the show someday. I so be- Michael <laughs> Deep Cut Hughes. Wow. <laughs> You made one person out there really happy. Someone gave you a, a virtual high five. Nicely done. I got nothing. Yeah. I don't even know who you're talking about in this game. 
I vaguely I remember Tracy. Yeah. I had to. I didn't talk to people unless I had to. I didn't even do the photo thing because I didn't care. I didn't go. I didn't use any of the phone booth this time because I just. I don't. I was like in a hurry just to play this game. Well, I kept having flashbacks to the photo thing uh, of Earthbound. That dopey photo man <laughs> keeps dropping. Stop Hi. interrupting my game. Fuzzy pickles. I will no. smack you over this earthbound hate. Stop. <laughs> we play it together. I'm trying to walk across the bridge. Could you please? I don't want to take a picture. I don't care. So if we ever meet in person, I should yell fuzzy pickles to you, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's right, fuzzy pickles. <laughs> I like earthbound a lot. Don't mm, care. It's okay. I like it quite a bit. It's not as great as people say it is. So uh, it's not. <laughs> Moving on, let's talk about Zelda. (laughs) Sorry, we're triggering Michael now. So Dungeons, we spent a lot of time in Dungeons in this game. Eight Dungeons, no Triforce. We have Instruments, which I think is great. I love that so much. I like MacGuffin. Yeah, I mean, so is Triforce. It's just MacGuffin, but... It's something different. Yeah. I don't remember Zelda Dungeons ever, because they just meld in my brain. So it's all just one big, long thing. So I kind of leave this to you guys. I remember the bosses pretty well. I did a little research on that last night. Brandon, do you have like a favorite dungeon of this? Well, the one that sticks out is, you know, everyone's favorite, the Heels tower down. dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Is one that the, the one where you, is that the one where you go to fight the bird at the end? Yes. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that's... Skull Kid's in it. Is he? He is a kid, he's a little kid with a flute that has a skull and he summons little things and all I can think of is skull. Oh, yeah, skull. okay. There's you. also thwomps in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Swamps. And Cheap Cheeps. And, man, there are a lot of Mario Kirby. in this. Kirby's in that Kirby dungeon, too. Yeah. Hate it, hate it, hate it. <laughs> that hey, dungeon what? is what tricked me up for as a kid for a long time. I couldn't figure out how to get the ball to break a pillar. Yeah. The, I don't the, understand why 10-year-old Mike didn't go to the library. He already went and looked up cheats, how to, how to a walkthrough when he looked up Pokemon codes on how to get Mew under the truck, but didn't look this up. <laughs> I don't know why, 10-year-old Mike. I don't know the, why. The main gimmick of the dungeon is you have to take this big iron ball around with the the level two bracelets you get and throw it at four pillars that brings the whole the rest of the dungeon down so you can get up to the top to fight the damn boss. And yeah, it's a pain. It really is. Babysitting items is never never fun, especially big unwieldy ones that you have to be really precise. And there's lots of holes if I remember, like so you can really screw screw yourself royally mm-hmm. and backtrack a ton. It's yeah. I had to watch a video. There's the out of all the I played through this entire game for the show, this episode, but for that dungeon, I had to literally I went through most of it. I was trying to play I mean, you know, I had a guide, but I'm not really using it. I'm just playing it, playing it, and all of a sudden I'm like, I cannot figure this how to get this ball to the last pillar. I had to watch a YouTube of the guy go through the entire dungeon to get the ball to the right spot. <laughs> I did my brain just the was same not, thing. Not Where you had to push the two blocks or three blocks. <laughs> I think so. You had to drop down a certain hole too, or and oh my god, this game loves the uh, god. I don't even know what the hell you call them. So, Link to the Past had the switches where if you hit it, it'd be the red or blue, and it would raise that color post. Yes. This game loves that thing because it is in damn near every dungeon, and I realize that I absolutely hate those things. I don't mind them normally, but I hated them in that dungeon where they purposely made the dungeon much more complicated and needed. Mm-hmm. I, I learned very quickly in this that Zelda does this a lot too, but you're right. It seems like a, a obscene amount in this one that I don't love when I'm forced to make a decision that I have no information to make. Mm-hmm. So you walk into a room and there's a red and a blue and you go, which one do I hit? And if both seem like viable options, you just <laughs> have to guess. You go into a room, it's the wrong option. Ah, go back. <laughs> all the way back. All the way back. Enemies have respawned. Fight them again. Like that tedium, that back and forth tedium is is very an, very um, anthemic of not anthemic. It's very standard 
Zelda stuff. It, mm-hmm. it makes you do a lot of that backtracking, which makes those dungeons, for me, just something I need to get through to progress or which, get to a boss. I don't like fighting enemies over and over and over again unless I'm getting experience. And since I'm not getting experience, <laughs> I don't want to keep doing it. Like, if you give me a Metrovania, I'm okay with it because I, if I get lost, I'll just get stronger, so it won't matter at the end of it. Mm. And it makes gameplay sense, right? Because you're still, it's you have to maintain some sort of stakes and challenge. Like you can't just wander around an empty dungeon. Killed everybody. Just trying to find the boss now. I mean, you know, <laughs> nice. I, I, you could, right? I mean, but I think it again, it makes somewhat sense. But if it was a lower barrier of entry, or if you had some sort of information that clued you into which one would be the correct path, that would be a lot better. Some sort of signaling that maybe not obvious, right? Where I look at a walkthrough, oh, dang, that's right. That's clearly I was supposed to do that because of that and because of that. Information was there to lead me to the right solution. But when it's just hit a button and hope for the best, and then you don't know which button you hit mm-hmm. because there's 18 more buttons in the way. It's, arr, arr, arr. It was a lot of that. That dungeon would really upset me with this game, too. Yeah. It just I know it's only one dungeon. It's not. But it's just it is the worst in the game by far. Brandon, what do you think your so you you mentioned your favorite was, was that a sarcastic favorite about the tower? It, it's it's the one that you know you can visualize just thinking of the game uh-huh. because of how much time you spend there. Yeah, and, it's memorable yeah. for the wrong reasons. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I like the one dungeon. It might be the fourth. And again, because again, Zelda dungeons just melt together. But it's the one where you discover you can combine weapons. So you can combine. It's one that game requires you to combine the bomb and the arrow to create the bomb arrow. When I discovered you could do that, my mind short circuited. I went, "Oh my god, that's you, amazing! How come I can't do this in every single Zelda game?" You don't from have now to do that. Per- per- no, <laughs> because no. I never did it in this yeah, playthrough. I didn't do it like this. really, do, I couldn't get it to work. I didn't, and I and I and I beat the game. So. Huh. I, I used it often. Like I use it for enemies and such. And because it's pretty effective to fire an arrow with a bow, a bow with an arrow. I used it all the time. And I, I, that was my solution to that problem. It was just one section where you have to get across the thing, but you had to hit a thing with the thing. And, you, <laughs> and the only way that you could do it was do that. Oh, and, and, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm stupid. It was the moment I realized you had to, and this you have to do is use the feather and the speed at the yes. same time. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yes, you have to that's use that multiple times. Yes, uh-huh. and that's what I'm thinking of. When I discovered you had to do that, naturally through play and through trial and error, which is what good games should do, I my brain proper short-circuited, and I went, again, oh my god, how come I can't do this for every <laughs> single game in this series? This is amazing. Because <laughs> the possibilities open up. Yeah, you Boom. should be able to jump in more games. I agree. You, you can jump and shoot arrows. You can do the bomb arrow. Like, I... It just opened up the custom build. And I know, Michael, you're a big fan of customizing and oh, yes. options in games. Like This is just, I don't know any other Zelda game that I remember that gave you that kind of freedom. Un- unequip the stupid sword. Put it in your sheath. You have one. Mm-hmm. I don't think any other Zelda game lets you. Yeah, it's great. I, I mean, I, it's just such a fun mechanic. And again, it just adds so much, just so much traversal, you know, options and combat options. It's wonderful. It also it's makes really the game. shield... It, it also makes the shield more functional because it, he's not just holding it the whole time. You right. use it to push things as well. Yeah, it doesn't just block projectiles. You can block most damage as long as you're holding the button down, which is great. Again, yeah, it's, it's, I... it allows you to, to you know, I, I didn't use it very often. My my method of blocking, well, blocking it was just to avoid, more avoidance than blocking, but 
Yeah, no, you're right. And again, that's different types of play. Encourage different play styles. My method seemed to be to take damage and then run around swearing for hearts and you know, <laughs> yeah. force it. It's just DPS it, right? Just get yep. up. I, I didn't use a shield. I threw it. I almost never equipped it anyway. I just left it unless I needed it. Good stuff. That was my way of playing. Good defense is a strong offense. That's it. That's it. Well, like with the color dungeon, you get to you because the color dungeon is the one new thing, the DX version, where you get to either get the red cloak that makes you hit harder or the blue cloak that lets you take less damage. Next. Yeah, I don't even think I did that. I think I missed it completely in my playthrough. Oh, you missed out. I saw you it yesterday. To... In the, I was researching. I saw it yesterday, and I'm like, I think I missed that. Yeah, you have to go to the library and dash into the bookcase to knock off the book on top of it, and then it yeah. kind of tells you how to get to it. I mean, I did that. I because I, this is also because this is a video game, and video games. If you have a dash, you smash into bookcases. This, this you just destroy libraries. That's <laughs> uh, just what you do. So I did that, and I got the book, but I guess I didn't follow through. Eh, whatever. You have to go to what is it like the the slumber palace or something? So you're a dream within a dream, I guess. Inception. Yeah. You jump the. <laughs> Wow, I'm making you tired, Mike. Oh, yeah, you did. You made me yawn. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get that color dungeon. I just started talking about sleeping. I'm like, sleeping in a dream? All right. Oh, let's go back to sleep. You got it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like the, you get the ocarina. Not optional, but it's completely in like a hidden little area that you might not even go to. Yeah, I don't think I got the ocarina either. I okay, might. Maybe it is. You don't need it all then. I thought you did need it. Uh, I might, if I needed it, I got it, but I don't remember it too. I mean, you need long. it for the end, though, to wake the fish. Oh, yeah, you definitely need that. And you need it to, yeah, so you had to get it at some point then. And then you, you need but it you need for also the, to get the song from War. To get, yeah, right. yeah, get to the mountain. Right. That's the other issue with the mountain. The fact that you have to get a rooster to get over holes to get up the fucking mountain. Fuck that dungeon. But if you have the boomerang, you basically become a, a walking dervish that just kills everything. So you throw the boomerang and then use the bracelet to pick up the rooster. And as yeah. you're floating above in the air, the boomerang just trying to get back to you. So it's just floating around beneath <laughs> you. Just destroys everything. It's awesome. That is pretty I, cool. I stopped using the sword when I got the boomerang. <laughs> there was no point to use the sword anymore. At a certain point, I'm like, I don't need a sword. I got a boomerang. We're fine. Speaking speaking of the boomerang, that's what you get for the end of the trading quest. But with the last item, you have to leave something to get the boomerang. You basically have to trade for it. And I guess in the Switch version, they make it so you can buy back your old item for 300 rupees. But in this one, it's you can keep swapping back and forth, but you have to leave something. That's right. With the guy. So you just yeah, leave something I, stupid you don't need, or I give him the shovel. shovel. <laughs> the shovel, yeah, that's right. Everyone does the shovel. Hey, I'll trade you this hyper powerful boomerang for a shovel. That was when I pulled up the the seashell guide. I'm like, I'm gonna go get these twenty seashells, and then you can have the shovel, dude. I'm done with it. I also yeah. didn't realize this is the first appearance of the lens of truth in Zelda. That's right, because the I mean, called magnifying the magnifying glass. Yeah, it's the lens of truth. Damn it. Oh yeah. <laughs> It wasn't, I mean, because I'd played Ocarina, I think. When, what year did Ocarina come out? No, Ocarina came out after this. Oh. After DX. Yeah, that makes the entire trading sequence necessary because you need that to read the fine print in the library to get through the wind fish egg. Oh, you can just look at guide, huh? No, I think it's random. Yeah. It's three options. I use the guide. Oh, I got you. If I can cheat, I will cheat. <laughs> <laughs> so just... <laughs> Because I, I, I had went by memory, I went up to the fish to go finish it, and then then like, oh, you need to go look, and I'm like, I ain't walking back down there. The dreams would have been a very different movie if that's what they kept chanting. <laughs> I can cheat. I will cheat. I will cheat. Uh, we, what the hell are we talking about? Okay, so, <laughs> so we're talking about dungeons, and I think we're trying to transition maybe now into a story, which I, which is when things take a turn. I think it's the fifth dungeon, am I right, Brandon? When you finally learn or get the hint that 
This is all the dream of the yeah. windfish. You are playing in a dream world. When you meet Face here. Hi, welcome to Nick Jr. I'm Face. <laughs> yeah, when you get that part. <laughs> oh, yeah, Face. <laughs> face. <sighs> wow. That's all I can think of. Every time I see him, I'm talking about deep cuts. Yeah, really. Is that really that deep? Uh, probably a deep cut, isn't it? That's a very a specific cut. Yeah, super. I'm even trying to try to imagine. I know what you're talking about, but I can't imagine it. I can send you a link. Speaking of X, X, oh my god. Uh huh. The the thing where people dump story on you. Exposition is the word I was looking for. Yeah. We have everyone's least favorite NPC, Kapora Gabor, is back to spout at you for half an hour about how. <laughs> The, nothing's real and life doesn't matter and everything's meaningless. Yep, basically that's how that works. It's uh, Brandon. What do you think about? The, do you remember when you first played it and had that twist? Because I I remember because it was six months ago and I was never spoiled <laughs> on this game. So I mean I don't re- I was a you know a kid when I played it the first time so I don't remember how hard it hit me or if I really understood what was going on. Uh, what do you think about it though? As far as just kind of the turn it makes the game take. I mean, it's sad, so I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. See, see, here you go. Another men of similar ilk. Yeah, if it's sad, we're into it. I feel like it would be less memorable if it was, you know, just a regular island, and then he continues on his adventuring mm-hmm. to Hyrule. Yeah, he, all of his good bros make him a, like a little boat that he can just sail across. Bye. You know, classic cheesy ending. It's extremely daring. It recontextualizes the entire game. Because now, essentially, you're the villain, basically, <laughs> destroying this dream world. All the masters are now trying to stop you for a genuine reason. Hey, hey, maniac with a sword and a boomerang and a shield, could you could you stop destroying our world? Because, yeah, we're what you want to take over, but what you're, you're overcorrecting. This is called overcorrection. <laughs> you could destroy everything. Ma- Marin's sh- cute, right? You can just settle down with her. You, you, yeah. You know, nice, nice place there. There is a town... With nothing but animals in it. Like, that is a town of pure purity. This is, you're good. It's, Although it is, that, a, yeah. That goat's a little liar sending Dr. Wright the, the picture of Princess Peach saying that it's her. Ah. <laughs> and, and Mike, Mike, if I, if I bust forth a, a top five uh, video game reference in the history of video game references for a game that I think you've played, but not quite yet, would you be upset? No. There's some there's some would you kindly in this game as well. I, there's there's quite a bit of would you kindly going on here, and that's all I'll say about that for oh, the benefit fine. of those listening who don't know what I'm talking about. If you do, because it, it's I'll get it. Yeah, we'll get there in about three weeks. Is that how long? Okay. that's pretty close. Yay! Anyway, Spoilers. anyway, got, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I know you guys. Are, but anyway, fine. so there there's a good amount of would you kindly in this too, which I really appreciate. Uh, as far as just the the meta piece of playing games, so good. I I love this. I love this. This is now very sad and very depressing. It's, as you you learn it twice. You learn once when you go to a little temple where you fight the Armos boss from Link to the Past, sort of, which I get a big smile on my face, and then and it's yeah. face here that tells you that you're gonna wake up the windfish and destroy yeah. the island by doing what you're doing. I think every master tells you though, right? Like every yeah, master not as, asks, is like not as detailed as face does. No, no, yeah. they just remind you. They constantly remind you, hey, and you're going to disappear the, too, crazy. The link of faith. Anyone who played this game, look up Face and Nick Jr. if you don't know what I'm talking about and <laughs> on YouTube, and you'll know what I'm talking about right away. It sounds like the scariest thing ever. I shan't be doing that. <laughs> oh, man, it, it's it, it's all because I, I was watching Nick Jr. at this time, so I, it's always stuck with me every time. And this time, and I'd forgotten all about Face. And then when I got to this boss, I was like, oh, yeah, Face from Nick Jr. And I'm just watching it while we were talking. I'm like, yeah. We need the. 
the gritty Nick Jr. face doing a new sequel to Face Off where someone tries to <laughs> put them on their body. I, I actually really like the the fight with Face. This is really simple. You just put bombs on his face and run away. I like and then he, it's not he opens holes in the floor. Yeah, well, it was easy. I was happy. It was nice to have an easy fight. But the one thing I do want to like mention about some of the dungeons, there's also the, there's a, one of the boss, well, not really a dungeon, but the boss, when you go and you fight the uh, catfish, where you're like, you know, we were mentioned before, you like the 2D cycle, you're it's like swimming in the water and they hit this angler in the, in the, in the head. And it's just, I really liked it this time a lot. It's very, it's a very Kirby boss. Yeah, okay. That's the way to put it. <laughs> there's I mean, there's a boss in Kirby's Dreamland 3 that's, actually, I think it's in 2. I, I am I'm not a fan of the genie boss though in the second dungeon bottle grower we have to grab the bottle throw it and then dodge its fireballs and hit him not a fan of that boss and he wants to talk to you every time you you do it yeah yeah especially if you forget to equip the bracelet and you try to pick it up and he talks to you more <laughs> yeah. fun. It, that was my least favorite face's actual name is facade which is pretty awesome oh oh uh, Brandon did you have a least favorite boss least favorite yeah. I mean we like doing negatives on the show for some reason <laughs> <laughs> probably the bird because he can blow you off you know the the bird the boss of my favorite dungeon <laughs> but he could he could blow you off and you got to climb back up and start it over yeah he's terrible freaking you think he's storm eagle come on now <laughs> well, there's a <laughs> That's i could think of when i fought him whenever we get around to magical quest there's a boss and that but it's essentially the exact same thing <laughs> i think i okay uh, mike do you have a least favorite boss I had issues with the slime eye, which is the one you have to keep slashing with the sword. Oh wait, no, no, no. The, the eyeball. Yeah, but I got a better one. The boss and the color dungeon, the stupid beetle. Oh. Where you have to do so much damage, and then he'll change colors. But no matter what I did, he would turn a color and then immediately turn back to blue. Like no matter what I hit him with, how fast I hit him, it eventually got to the point where I had to just brute forces. I just ran up on him. I was taking damage and slice, 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 slice. Mm-hmm. Until I finally beat it. The only way to beat him is to like shove him in a corner and just beat him down. Because I tried that and like he would just change so quickly. So dumb though. <laughs> and one thing we hadn't mentioned yet is this game actually has mini bosses all the time. Every dungeon has mini bosses and they're a little different. They're different. Some get reused later on throughout the game. But I think that's so cool that the game has mini bosses. And as you beat them, you unlock a little like teleporter to get you halfway through the yeah. dungeon. I think it's a staple of the the handheld games. It seems like they always have those teleporters that take you about halfway through. And I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. Like I I, I liked it. I like one guy rolls a freaking stick at you with spikes and you just jump over it and <laughs> smack him in the ass. Like one guy boxes you and you have to. And oh, he was a little ass. Plano. Plano comes back in uh, Oracle Seasons. Gotta play. I gotta some. That that's been on my list to play those someday and, and finish them, but has never happened yet. Someday. Did you Did you guys talk about the the, the hardest boss I ran into, which was the the dumb caterpillars? No, that, we had not talked about uh, those yet. The Dodago snakes. Yeah, yeah the four those are the, the worst. The four corners where they have the a they have the this little tail. No, I do. It's a very very oh, oh, oh. the slimy the caterpillars. From, yeah. Oh, is that there? Okay. One that knock you off the thing. No, no, no. So there's there's four holes. In the center is the mm-hmm. little creature's tail. It's, and the idea is it was a hook shot its mouth yeah, and pull the it dungeon forward. Yeah, the dungeon get the hook shot. Yeah, yes. because again, it's Zelda. You get a, you get an item. You use the item on the boss. Yes. That one actually made me angrier than I ever remember. <laughs> it, it infuriated me. It was so hard trying to like trying to hook shot this this dumb creature out from the and then stab him in the heart with my. It just took me forever to get through. And eventually, I I figured it out and got. 
got lucky. But boy, oh boy, I just never felt like every anything was precise enough to pull that off. And you don't get a lot of space to get no, around you, his head and stab it in the heart. He so. was harder than I thought he would be. Like, I remember him like, oh, this will be easy. Like, when I went into that room and then when I fought him, he wasn't that easy. Because there's later on, he starts f- tricking you out, too. He's like, aha, there's no, there's no heart. You just have to run for right. your life. You just run for your life. And now, because you have the hook shot, he's right in front of your face staring you down like a horrifying monster so his his name in english is the slime mail in japanese it's i'm gonna go with fuka which apparently translates to hooker which is just fun great hooker wouldn't have been a term for that because hooker is a term from a u.s general because we called his girls were hookers and that's where it comes from yeah well still so there's your information you didn't ask for well, people I don't remember the general's name, but that's. I was just being from. juvenile, so. No, I know. No, that's I, fun. You gave me the opportunity <laughs> to give you history that you. Didn't I don't ask want for. your history lessons. I know. That's how you got it. If you want Mike's history lessons, go back and listen to the Captain America. Captain America. Let's listen to the episode anyway, please. It needs more love. It's a good. It's, it's a good. One. It's a good one. Um, but that was the one I think that gave me the most trouble. Yeah, the one leaping over a stick, a spiky stick, wasn't bad and. But yeah, no, that was my that was my frustration. Like, how do I do this? And again, there's no there's no real answer except just do it. Like, the solution's pretty clear. It's very clever. It's a great it's a great uh, articulation of what a hook shot can do. Pulling as a, pulling something as opposed to pulling you. But well, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice that they found a way. Well, I mean, all Zelda games do. They work in all the different weapons that you get. Yeah, that's what they do well. And again, I think it's tropey. Uh, that's why I love Breath of the Wild because they just do away with all that silliness. Just, just do it away. Play the way you want. We don't care. Thank you. Are you sure but, about um, that? I seem to care when I played. I love it. You seem to care. Yeah, you seem to care. Yeah. Anyway, I uh, that's kind of where I was at with the that particular boss. Okay. Kind of any other bosses we should mention. There's the fireball you fight near the end. He's annoying. Yeah, too shabby. We really the the only one that's of note is the nightmares. Once you play your music and and open up the windfish, open up the egg rather. I don't want to go there yet, but we're almost there. Okay, very good. Because I want to cover anything else that we should mention that we haven't mentioned yet. Um, you do fight the giant caterpillar. I don't remember if he's a mini boss or not, but he's from Link's Awakening. He's in this game he's again, Moldor. The boss of the first dungeon, and and the Switch remakes. He looks like hamburgers. So yes, he does with lettuce, <laughs> lots of lettuce. Yep. So I'm looking it. up a scene right now. I, I actually <laughs> have tried to stay away from the remake because I want to do an episode on the remake eventually. Mm-hmm. Someday. Like, and plus, it's 60 bucks, and I, I can't bring myself to spend 60 bucks on a game if it's for me. Like, on I a just, game from 1993? It, it's yeah, the yeah. same game, too. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I read, they added the heart pieces, and that's about it. So then the answer to that is you don't need to do another episode on that. So Oh, I, I'm going to eventually, but it's going to be years from now. <laughs> Fair so. enough. It, the yeah, biggest I, problem with the with the Switch remake is it's still, you know, like screen based. So when you run to the edge of the screen, it slowly moves to the next one instead of being a smooth transition. That's oh, an cool. odd choice. That's a really odd choice. Why wouldn't they just make it like a smooth walkthrough? Huh? That's interesting. Do you prefer the the original version or the Switch? I like the. I prefer the original, but that's just because you know playing it for thirty years. I Fair like enough. the the original original, like the 93 version, because when you, there's like a frame perfect gl- bug that if you push select as you transition between the screen, you can teleport to that end of the next screen. So basically you skip whole screen that makes those dead ends a lot less annoying. Yeah, sure. It kind of breaks <laughs> the game, too, I imagine. <laughs> Nostalgia is a heavy drug. Indeed. Indeed. Not too. Okay. As I'm, as any other bosses or dungeons oh. that... There's there's a dungeon we need to talk about. Yes. We need to talk about the signpost maze. <laughs> it's not even a dungeon, but it's stupid. Oh no, it's a dungeon. 
because it's it really tedious is. and annoying. <laughs> yeah, the signpost maze is a little. And you, I don't remember having too much trouble with it, to be honest. I had I trouble, trouble with either. it because I got all the way to the end and realized I needed the hook shot, which I did not have yet. So I had to do it all again. I don't no. know. It was just tedious. That's brutal. okay. I can see why you got angry then. Yeah. I can't even remember. Like I'm looking at dungeons right now, and none, no, nothing else is jumping out to me that I want to talk about. I mean, I like how they're all scattered throughout the world, and they're all just they're there. But when you get the keys, you unlock things to get to the dungeon to make it open, or you just you have to do something to get to each one. So mm. a Zelda game. Mm, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't have to pay the monkey two hundred rupees to open any of them. That's nice. <sighs> no, but Tur- I do want to. I do want to talk about Turtle Rock and how you have to get into Turtle Rock. I forgot how to do it, and I had to look up a guide. I don't even remember what you have to do now. That you have to do something to open it up. Oh, you have to play a song to make the the mountain come back to life and then kill it. Mm-hmm. Like you do that that dungeon. Yeah, it was. I mean, again, it's just for me. It's just I see Turtle Rock. I'm like, ah, we're linked to the past. But you you get the best item in the game there. You get the the magical rod, which is basically the fire rod from Link to the Past, but it doesn't use magic. Yeah, but the wizard robes are an asshole. You have to, you can you kill the wizard anything but a bomb. Because I, I had the, to bomb them to kill. Them. I was using bomb arrows again, so that's how oh. I handle those. I did not ever. I, I tried it once, and my buttons didn't work. I feel like there was something else, but I, I mostly use bombs because I had the red tunic by now. Same. So it basically, acts like you always have the triforce of power. So I would just hit them until they all flew into one corner of the screen, and then blow them all up at once. Nice. That's, that's fair. What I should have did. So you you really you really DPS this game towards the end. You were just oh, yeah. you were just taking damage and. Oh, you can Trade hit him with blows. the bow and arrow, but it takes like three or four arrows. Yeah, that's yeah. When you only have twenty, that's not very much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's not not great. Yeah, I, by like the fourth or fifth dungeon, I was already ready for it to be over. So I'm like, uh, how can I streamline this? Well, that's that's part of the game. My mom found symptoms <laughs> of what we like, do, <laughs> how we do it, how we roll. We also hey, they also have a stall. You also fight a stallfuls in this game. I don't know if this is the first appearance. Of a stall? No, like he's in Link the Past, of course. Mm-hmm. Where you have to like hit him and then you bomb him. But I-, I thought that was cool how you have to travel through the dungeon in different rooms to find him multiple times to keep fighting him because he keeps running away from you. <laughs> Coward. To get the hook shot. That that was still kind of cool this time through. I mean, and with this one thing also about this Zelda game, it doesn't have two worlds like most Zeldas do. It just has the one island in one phase, which I'm fine with too. No, they could have fit a second a second map in this little Game Boy card. Hey, I mean, there's a certain game that fit two different regions of a game inside. It was with eight gems apiece. So hey, yeah, Game Boy Color, huh? Well, that was <laughs> later on in the Game Boy's lifespan. They had a little better idea what they were doing. I still will never understand how the fuck they did that. That's one of those what the fuck moments when you're playing Pokemon Gold and you're like, now nah, go back to no, now nah, go back to Kanto. Like what? What? <laughs> You can talk about that in a couple of months. Yeah, it'll be a while, but it won't be the original version. So. Or spoilers. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> I mean, listen, yeah, I mean, everyone watch, listening to this show, they're so used to you guys being cagey about the upcoming oh, episodes. Yeah. We should stop that eventually, but maybe we'll see. No, uh, don't. I think it's fun. Why not? Unquote yeah, Harry Dresden again. It's like a drug. So <laughs> I, I, live, I live for the secrecy. <laughs> oh, God. Is there anything we have? Anything else I think we missed up to the windfish that we should mention? I think we covered everything. (laughs) Sorry. My all-time favorite feature in any Zelda game, the ability to steal. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah, totally. See, I didn't do that because I'm goody two-shoes. I'm goody. You saved up the 900 for the bow? I did, actually. I saved the 980 rupees for the damn bow. Yeah, me too. Like, this, they throw rupees at you, it seems like. And then I saved up 300 to buy a wart song. (laughs) I don't blame you. It's, It's easy. 
Brandon enjoys the spirit of the thief. He he wants to is, the stealth. Hey, and if you name your character thief from the get go, it doesn't. Change. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't change anything. Oh, because that's what he does. He changes your name. Yep. Malone will call you thief the rest of the game. All caps. Everyone calls you thief. <laughs> I wouldn't. And if you me, go I'll back in there, he electrifies you. Why wasn't that guy in Hyrule Warriors? That would have been cool. <laughs> Everyone else's. Even Marin. Oh, Marin's in that game too. Yeah, she can summon the windfish. Okay, now you just make, which version? Man, I want to buy Hyrule Warriors on Switch eventually. That's pretty good. Uh, I just I can't spend sixty bucks on it. Or I'll cry. <laughs> There's a lot of game there for sixty bucks. Yeah, but you know, I'll yeah. play through the story and be done. That's one of the ones you could probably get for forty on yeah. sale. Because yeah, when they not, go on sale. Yeah, it's not Nintendo first party. Mm-hmm. So when, it, when it hits twenty. <laughs> So never. Well, <laughs> other. Yeah, <laughs> I just I don't play Nintendo games so way later. I'm noticing because I just can't I can't handle it. It just makes me upset to buy to buy them for full price. Check back with us in 2029 when we do a <laughs> Hyrule Warriors episode. Because <laughs> Mike episode, finally bought the game. I have episode a Wii U, 1752. <laughs> yeah, I have the Wii U version and I really like that. But oh, she's in that. You just have to buy the DLC for it. She's one of the DLC characters. And you can still buy stuff on the Wii U eShop, as you know quite well. Yep. I bought one <laughs> a couple days ago. Okay, so besides the shop, any last thing we should cover before we go to the ending and the whole spoiler of this game? You gotta you gotta collect the, the instruments. Yeah, and the MacGuffins. Can we, we touch on the, the instruments? Yeah. You I get mean, the, you have to get all eight instruments, which you get from each dungeon, then you take them to the top of the mountain with a giant the- egg. You gotta get the the thunder drum and like the piano of the calm. They all have these really cool names. They really do. I like the triangle because all <laughs> that triangle is doing is going ding. And, <laughs> That's all it contributes. And yeah, the campana. Somebody there couldn't think of another instrument. They went, "What can we use? Triangle." Sure. They have the conch horn. You could have just found that on the beach. Oh yeah, it's, 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 it's different than the other twenty six seashells you find. But isn't whoever had the conch horn? They're the one in charge of the island, so you couldn't have that. It's specifically tuned. <laughs> you see, it's was that it's a Lord a, of the Flies reference? Yes, it was. Okay, you yeah, stepped on my Resident Evil Four one. Work in there. <laughs> I made a Resident Evil Four one with La Campana, where the conch horn talks to him, and they pull the little string and tells him what to do. And they're like, yeah. the conch horn speaks. Yeah, the mighty conch. The, the the conch shell that you get in the in the dungeons tuned to B flat and everything else in the, sh- the shore is like A D C sharp and it's like yeah 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 so you gotta get the B flat one that's what it was <laughs> you you was go funny. to the windfish you wake the windfish and you break open the egg because and then because you're trying to wake up or you know save the wake wake the windfish up because you don't come you kind of understand what's happening I don't think you completely yeah. realize you're in a dream links up for himself he's like screw you guys I yeah, need to... he's trying to get out of here and you the night something about nightmares have crept into the dream world though I'm assuming they're Link's nightmares because things you're fighting are from Link to the past which the same Link would have dealt with so makes sense because after Link's after Link's awaken after Link's wait after Link to the past adventure he ends up on a boat ride and that's what leads to this whole game. Mm-hmm. him shipwrecked on the island yeah i guess we didn't touch on that <laughs> the no, top of the right. episode yeah really the, the, not even the, in the game really that much just he we didn't mention he got shipwrecked we didn't mention only the past part but then again it wouldn't really matter because the timeline wasn't out at the time so you get that that beautiful cutscene at the beginning of the game for for a four-bit game boy it's pretty impressive it's gorgeous it's great yeah, it is it yeah, looks that, cool and that big reveal of the of the of the egg no, I was saying so. You kind of get to the point where you open up the windfish. You got the th- the eight the eight flutes and drums and triangles. <laughs> opens up the door, and then you fight. You go through a weird like lost woods puzzle. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. where you need the magnifying glass to, to read oh, the book in the library. Right, and that way it tells you how to get through it. And then you drop down to fight the nightmares. This is really, really good. What do you all think about oh, – I'll go to Brandon first. What do you all – what do you think about the uh, the nightmares, the final bosses? I thought they were easier than they should be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> yep. I'll get there. I love the fact that there's all sorts of like callbacks to old Zelda games. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. You have Angium, Angium. How do you pronounce his name? Aganim. Aganim. Thank you. Yeah, Aganim yeah, from the past. You got some Ganon going on. It's like, because it's Link's nightmare that that come in. This is the same Link from Link of the Past. So he just fought Aganim. He just fought those two fights. It's amazing. It's such a good. <laughs> it's so good. I, I just. It's. You look at it, you're like, oh, it's just, and they're all shadowy versions of it, so it's not like completely, they don't completely show their hand, which is so smart and good. I tossed the ball to him, he just looked at the ball and went, eh, and just kept going. (laughs) Right, and just the very mechanic of hitting the ball back is is just like, oh, that's right, I know what to do with this. Very, very, very good. I I had a hard time with the Nightmare fight at first, when the first form was kicking my ass for some reason, because I didn't know to use the magic powder on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's magic powder is a thing you forget about. I, it's just yeah. such a forgettable item. But you are right. Fighting egg in him was so freaking cool. And then you yeah. fight Moldorn again, which again, to me, it's like they're reliving what happened to him Link to the Past because the nightmare is just recreating what it sees in his head. Like the whole Ganon fight, how you fight Ganon because that was in his head because he just got done doing that not that long ago. That's how I take it. That's how I took all this stuff with Nightmare. Except for the final form of Nightmare, that's terrible. With the giant thing you have to jump over, that is the only, <laughs> I think, the true form of Nightmare because it's not from his head. Yeah, because according to this wiki, all the other forms have shadow. They're just called Shadow Nightmares, and it has an actual name, but I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Yeah, so D-E-T-H-L. So, Deathl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Deathl. Yeah, that's, that's probably right. Yeah, Deathl. I'm assuming that's the real creature that took over yeah. that found him. It's the parasite in Lord Jabu Jabu's belly. I mean, that's kind of what's happening here. It's not, it's some kind of creature nightmare got into his head. And while he's suffering from a concussion and, and passed out on a raft, spoiler, he's having this happen to him. But that's an interesting question. now, And that kind of goes into the ending, which is a bit ambiguous, I think. And maybe, maybe it's been explained in wikis. I didn't really look it up. I just enjoyed the my interpretation of it I, just, I wanted to like stick with that you know like just i don't need to know the real answer i just want to know what my answer is and my answer is it, so everything kind of lived in his head so this is a dream of the, so this is literally like mario 2 everything was a dream or did he have these adventures inside the dreams of the wind fish but then how would that possibly be like how could he become part of the, fi- the fish's dream and then pop back out again i guess the simpler answer and brandon since you have the most experience i think what what's the what's the ending stroke here i i think it's he just has like cte from the ganon fight sure so these are his coma dreams <laughs> yeah. so these you think all of this is ju- literally all of this is a dream so when when the when the, the the island disappears, it's just disappearing from his brain. So the owl is fake. The windfish is fake. Although. Well, the windfish is not fake. The windfish is not fake because he looks up and he sees the windfish. Mm-hmm. And it's, and again, extremely intentional. There's a shadow. The windfish casts a shadow over Link as he's going, or he or she or it's, as it's going over, 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 or passing overhead. So that's why I seem to think, that, and he gets, you know, billowed out of the windfish. You know, via the uh, you know, via a giant water spout. Maybe he was in a whale. We well, that's what that's what he was in the. So maybe that might be a visual representation of him now coming out of the the windfish's dream. Huh. He is being thrown back into the ocean. 
To do what exactly die. is my question. Die. Yeah, that's basically it because you're on this here's, raft and you know like, oh, the here's my interpretation the- now. Yes. My interpretation he got sucked up by a whale on his shipwreck, but when you finish the adventure, he gets out of the whale because he's when you find him, he's just hanging on a log and he makes like a little raft, but he's dead. I mean so there no, isn't and this link so. doesn't continue. There are no other games with this link. This is the last time of this link. <laughs> is it so <laughs> is this I true? Think he had a happy ending. <laughs> I, I seem to think I think he is going to die because of the fa- the very fact that he's just on a rock. I think now as we're talking through it, I think what happened is, is that he you're right. He probably got swallowed up by the whale after, as something happened. And when he was there, the nightmares conjoined him. He is in a coma and the windfish is in a coma. He's, you know, and there he entered his dream. And as he woke the windfish, the owl tells you. I'm part of the windfish, like in the real world, basically. That's why I need you to help wake him up. But to do so is going to destroy all these fun characters in this gorgeous island that you've been hanging out in. That way, that for that reason, windfish wakes up for an object, pashu, into the ocean, and now he to, to which he is going to just rot on that raft, on that piece of wood, get hypothermia, and eaten <laughs> by Zora monsters. So I mean, it ain't gonna end well. No. He's so out in the ocean. You ain't coming back. Wait, what's he gonna do? Paddle? We all know how slow Link Link swims. He doesn't have <laughs> any much. He, he has one barrel next to him in this ending. So there's either food or water in there. Either way, you ain't gonna live that long. It's probably like rupees or something. It's like a weird uh, Twilight Zone episode where it's like I have a bucket full of rupees and nothing to spend them on. <laughs> Michael, what do you think? Please stop I'm me from speaking. Pretty sure the owl says at some point that the whole island is a product of the windfish's dream. Yes. So then, how is he there? He must be combined. His dream must be combined with the windfish's dream. Because Zelda magic. There might be. That might be the answer to this. Brandon, do you agree? Just Zelda magic. <laughs> Zelda, yeah. Good, yeah. excellent. We all Link agree. Wizard. Makes no sense. Although I <laughs> a wizard did it. <laughs> a wizard did yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I'm still going to go with the windfish ate him and he having something with the creature is not. Yeah. Uh, to further quote the Simpsons, like, have you ever noticed something like that? Just assume a wizard did it. All I know is I'm very happy, and Michael, you can agree, that they didn't tell us this whole story because it, we'd still be reading it based on how slow that text oh, flashes man. in front of your face. <laughs> it's we'd so still be slow. Reading. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I don't care anymore. Just I would avoid it. acorns <laughs> and the power thing just because yep. I didn't want to hit. Yeah, buttons. me too. I don't need it. It's just not worth my trouble. Even though it was shiny, and games say when something shiny, grab it. I, no. I said no. The speed Shanty. was terrible. Everything slowed down because I had to listen, click buttons while he talks. <sighs> and why the freaking owl was annoying in this game too. Hey, this house is the first appearance of the owl. Link ought to feel nice and rested after that long ass dream, though. Sure did. Like, well, oh, dreams man. don't take as long as it would feel like, though. I feel you know. Look at Exemption, for example. They were only down there for like what a minute or two in the movie, like a couple minutes. It's a it's a deep dream, though. I mean, that's I I think of it like a, one of those awesome amnesia or oh. not amnesia, I mean, like anesthesia dreams when like a doctor puts you under for a procedure and you're just like, oh man, this is gonna be the I'm best to, sleep I've had in months. <laughs> if I'm about to die in a raft, I don't know if I want to wake up. <laughs> that's it. Give me give me just give me that uh. Give me the Let gas me just mask. Just keep dreaming with Mary and I'm mm. just going to stay yeah. down here. Well, that's the sad thing. Like, things are actually pretty good. Like, you saved the day. You killed almost all the nightmares. Just leave the ones in the windfish's head. And all the people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but leave it. Like, leave leave the last nightmare there. Like, I got rid of. I, I could protect. I could be the protector and protect from all the demons and bad guys that are out there. And maybe we can figure something out or wall yeah, them off. It's, or... it's not a happy ending for him. So, uh... none, of a, like, none of this is good. 
I said Tracy lives on in that Captain Rainbow game, so there, there's some way out of that dream. Wizards. Wizards. <laughs> where's, that, where's that sequel game where all the other characters are still in the dream and they're trying to figure out how to get out to? Yeah. I'd play that. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I would be. Yeah, stuck. Like fanfic. Yeah, that'd be kind of rad, actually. Oh, they're all stuck. Like it's because you always because the windfish remembers its dream. <laughs> so they're still there, like, but in a weird alter reality that's constantly degrading. They gotta they gotta learn how to manipulate the dream. Like, very minor spoiler <laughs> alert. Wait five seconds, four, three, two, one, like to the moon. I've never <sighs> played that. Oh, it's gorgeous. You should really play it. You and will it doesn't stop. make any sense what he said, so it's okay. Yeah, it yeah. makes perfect sense to me. Well, yes, but anyone who hasn't played it makes absolutely no sense. So it's not that much of a spoiler. If you haven't played it, it makes no sense. And like me explaining Xenogears like we did on a on a top ten episode makes no absolutely no sense if you don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, I had no I understood none of those words. Yeah, I know. I but think I just, said it's just that one of those games thing. like same with the moon. So the moon's another game that's a really good little game, but if you don't know what we're talking about, it won't it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Without the context, it's just your person. Yeah, which is fine. That's sometimes what you need. I mean all right. Any last things to say before we go to questions, comments, or memories? Did Marin you guys was a was a, the, a trophy um, in Link's Away and a Smash Brothers Melee. That seems prudent. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Brandon? <laughs> yes, Did sorry. you guys get the perfect ending? What is the perfect ending? I've heard about this. If you don't die, it shows you another another screen at the end of Marin with wings. Huh. Oh, that explains why she has like. Oh, maybe that's not. That's just her. Never mind. Ignore me. Baron and it, and then it turns into a seagull. Also, he's just hallucinating before his death. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, that just throws a monkey wrench into all our thoughts. Now it's just so, Jurassic Park. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I would say if he's seeing Marin with wings, I mean, that just means he's hallucinating before death. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe it's just a sign that Marin, they actually, maybe that's even sadder. That's an, that's an even sadder thought that Marin her? is actually proper. Instead of just fading away into, you know, the depths of the windfish's brain, maybe the maybe Marin is actually a was a sentient being that is now like ascending into whatever the game's version of heaven is. Maybe she's a fairy. Maybe she is. This she's a seagull. Loves their fairies. This is true. Well, you, um, Brandon, you said he turns. She turns into a seagull. Well, the, yeah. Well, the picture turns into a yeah. seagull. That's up to your interpretation. It's, okay, yeah, this is just them being. This is just wankery by by this group <laughs> of uh, of developers. Okay, this is now now we're now we're getting to. And they also changed it in the Switch version. Well, yeah, because that's kind of dumb. Very so good. Oh, cool. I didn't realize there's there three different a, ones. There's one there's... in the original Game Boy where. Okay, I'm looking up YouTube videos and trying to do this while we're talking without having any type of context, but. <laughs> But even then, that's just not... I don't know how I'd feel like, oh, hey, I remember my girl from my dreams is now a, a seagull bird. flying away from me. At least she's free. <sighs> You'll be free too soon. Just take a drink yeah, of that exactly. water. I wonder what happens if I... <sighs> Breathing and heavy. Very sad. All right, I am good if you guys are. <laughs> oh, you know, he sees a vision of her in there and she smiles at him. And then, yeah. So that yeah, just means doesn't answer any questions. He's hallucinating. That's all I got. He's having <laughs> cabin agree. fever. I agree with you. He, Chanties or something. So he, he's remembering the dream, so she still exists somewhere. Hypothermia still is setting in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he ain't gonna live long. No, yeah. we, we've established this. I think yeah. he is. I think he's gonna perish. I think he did. There's no. He ain't in any other games. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, this is the last of that link. The same links don't last long. The link from Ocarina of Time goes into Majora's Mask, and that's his ending. I think Majora's Mask, he, he died. So Don't spoil. Hey, I, I have not played it No, yet. there's nothing. I'm not. I'm, I'm, it's a theory. There's not. There's nothing in that game that says that I'm thinking that okay. he is dead in Majora's okay. Mask. 
Okay. That's a fan theory, it's not an actual like thing. That's yeah, just because people think he died in, in Ocarina of Time. Okay. But that's neither here nor there. All right. Look from I now we're going to question comments and memories from I watched the entire Overblood Super Replay. I got two. Two. First one from Charles Bells. Did you enjoy Oracles of Ages slash seasons? Yes. They're more difficult than your typical Zelda game, but they're still good. One day we'll be on the show. One day. I've only played a little. I played a little bit of each, but neither one have I ever been able to get through. I've never played them, so no opinion. They're just, harder. Yeah, Ages focuses on puzzles and Seasons focuses on combat, typically. And you need to connect the two to get the real final fight. True. There's supposed to be a third game, but we'll save that for that episode someday. Spoiler, there is no third game. Uh, <laughs> uh, from Luca Resendo. I loved this game as a kid, the original, not DX, but it took me years to beat it. I got stuck for probably six months on a puzzle in the second dungeon. You have to kill three enemies in a room in a, in a specific order, mm, and the dungeon yes. hit mentions, but it refers to the enemies by their official names. The Link's oh. Awakening manual never mentioned any of the enemies' names, so I had no idea what a Pole's voice or a Stoffel was. I did eventually <laughs> beat it, and I played the game many times in the years since. I never liked any other Zelda game as much as this one. That's a good one. We didn't mention is the you get the stone beaks in the dungeons and you put them into the statues and they give you little hints on what to do. And that's one of them. And also yep. the compass has a new feature in this game where it'll beep and tell you when a key's in a room, which is handy. But they don't need to tell you every effing time you get the compass. It's it, <laughs> Everything is explained a thousand times. It's it's it is rather insane. Yeah. And from the Zelda Hub group, I got one comment. Is the Switch is this the Switch remake from the original or DX? This is the DX version we played. Yes, DX version. Oh, all right. Uh, I only one comment. So I read it <laughs> uh, from Game Boy Paradise from Clint Sesabeka. This is the first Zelda I've ever beaten. I played it for hours and hours with a war- with a warm with a worm like connected to my Game Boy Color. That's <laughs> cool. We we uh, Mike uh, Michael and I talked a lot about the the Game Boy during the recording for my podcast and uh that's just yeah that's just such a fun little memory uh, just with that with a warm with a warm light probably under sheets supposed to be sleeping and from Gerald jones i've never played any game as much as this one is my all-time favorite game ever the remake was fantastic and long overdue i got it in 1993 and just never stopped playing it that's awesome wow. it's All a top right. it's it's a top three depending on the day yeah and la- and that's it I didn't get any in the other Legend of Zelda group I posted in. I was actually surprised. I thought I'd get more comments, but now a lot of people had much to say about this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So before we kind of finish up, I did mention it might be fun to just label out the, our top three, or you can do top five, but top three Zelda games. If, if And again, for me, I've there's a few I haven't played, so I'll make sure I caveat that. I'll go so, first. Go for it, Michael. Michael. Uh, Link to the Past, Twilight Princess and let's say Majora's Mask. Okay. Good, good, good. This Those used to be bangers. on that list, but that, that changed. Okay, well, I'll say one's, there's two are bangers. One's like a, a B banger. <laughs> B, B minus banger. It's Twilight Princess. It's fine. It's a good game, man. Good it, game. It's fine. Uh, it's playing good. as a wolf stinks. Play the HD version <laughs> on Wii U. Better. Maybe I will. I got, I got, play. it's been a thousand years. I don't have strong recollections. What about you, Brandon? Uh, probably, I mean, Link's Awakening, and then probably A Link Between Worlds, which was really amazing, and then Phantom Hourglass. I like Phantom Hourglass. I, I didn't finish it because it had me go through those. There's that section where like, you have to go through the Guardian Trials or something, and every time you go through it, you do the same ones over and over again, but progress a new one. And finally, at 
it was like the ninth progression. I'm like, I just don't need this anymore. <laughs> Man, you are a handheld guy. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> I, ne- I had a Nintendo 64 and I was playing through Majora's Mask and it got stolen. And oh, since man. then, I'd never. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not going to go back and play through 75 percent of the game. So hang yeah. on, hang hang on. I, I, this is me now in my podcast brain. You, your N64 got stolen, or the game got stolen? The here's the stupid thing. Just the the console with the game in it. None of the connections or controllers. <sighs> what the hell? So how what was this a break in? Did you have like a rogue friend who decided to like steal this from you? No, I believe it was a neighbor that came in and took it. A neighbor? This oh. is all right. We we are all right. Let me get your information. We're on the podcast on my <laughs> we're show. On the case. <laughs> we're on the case. I'm gonna find this guy. I, I got. We're gonna do some some digging and find this guy and get your game back. Why we're gonna track this thing down. An N64 without any of the connections. Yeah, just the console and the game in it, and there was games sitting there next to it. Yeah, that's weird. This is a proper snatch and grab. Okay, I, I I'm half kidding it about doing this. Dumb- of a dumb story, but I can't say it on here, so we'll okay. I'll wait till we're done. But it reminds me of something stupid. That's fair. That's insane. I'm sorry to hear that, man. So you just pivoted over to, uh, to the handhelds. Uh, the I, handheld. I mean, I'm I'm more of a handheld gamer, anyways. So I love the Switch. Now I can play full games handheld. You should play Majora's Mask 3DS at some point. Trust it's trust me. I was a guy who about buying it. It's only twenty dollars now. It's just use a guide so you can get stuff because the game you'll. Because you'll end up repeating yourself more than you want to, because you might miss something on a certain day. But they as long as you're okay with that, simple. it's worth it. Is the uh, 3DS version still downloadable? Is that shop still a thing? Yeah, it's still open. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll do that then. Yeah, I'll, trust I'll, me, I'll, I'll get 20 credits, 22 credits that I can't because I have to get them in five dollar bundles so I can spend the 20. <laughs> no, not on not on 3DS. You can just no. Add what, is is it just bundles? Yeah, you can add what you need. Okay. All right. What, all are, right. You, what are your top three, Bill? Me? Oh, okay. So my number one is Breath of the Wild. The Wild. Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's the greatest Zelda game ever made. I'm sorry. I knew both of those things were about to happen. You were going to say that, and the mic was going to make some kind of disgusting noise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I adore Breath of the Wild. I know it sounds kind of basic because it's the newest one, but don't get me started. If you ever do Breath of the Wild, I demand to be on it because I have extremely strong opinions on, on that game. I might even just do an episode on my own show because I have a show now that I can just pontificate to nobody. That's what I do. <laughs> Breath of the Wild, Link to the Past. Honestly, I'd love to put Link's Awakening third, but I'd probably put that fourth in favor of Link Between Worlds because I think if you love Link to the Past, you should love Link Between Worlds because the same mechanics, the same game, and they and they do so many fun, cool things with that dark world, light world mechanic is phenomenal. That's probably it. Notice there's no 3D ones on there. <laughs> Those might start around six. I think. Yeah. And Mike, did you say yours? A wand of Gamelon. <laughs> hey, don't don't tempt me. Once I, if I find out how to emulate CDI, mm, oh god, mm, I really uh, want to play them. Probably linked to the past randomizer if that counts. Yes, that's awesome. It sure as hell counts. That's awesome. The randomizers are so fun. It's about the only way I can play that game anymore. Link Between Worlds, like Bill was just saying, if you like one, you're going to like the other, typically. And then probably Hyrule Warriors. Like, that game is a blast. I never, I never played it. Is that the one that's more like, uh, you have like a team? It's the it's the Dynasty Warriors kind of thing where you're right, right, right. killing hundreds of uh, Muso games, I think is what they call them. It's good. Cool. Finish Calf would probably be a coolest fourth, though. I like that one. I have never played it yet, but I'm going to change that later this year. Yes, well. <laughs> 
because I, I, I feel like I'm missing out, but I don't know why I've never played it. I have no idea why I've never actually played it. I got nothing. Well, you know, we like Capcom on this show, and that was developed by Capcom. Yeah, we really do like Capcom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't hear anyone say uh, Triforce Heroes, though. I think you're the only one of the four of us that have played that mic. So. It is the worst Zelda game I have ever played. It is a... Uh, it's a bad game. It's a really <laughs> bad game. So, I'm just going to say that. I hate it. <laughs> I played Breath it. Breath of the Wild. As far as Mike's concerned, Triforce Heroes and Breath of the Wild aren't equal grounds. No, Breath of the Wild is just... a better game. Because Breath of the Wild... <laughs> the problem with Breath of the Wild was me. Not the game. It was me in the time it came out when I played it. I played it on a Wii U. I just beat Dark Souls. There were no guides up yet because the game had just came out. And I didn't know what the fuck to do. And I just got messed up. And that was the problem. Triforce Heroes is just... It's a it's a dumb it's a game for multiplayer. The internet connection was really bad at the time, and it's just stupid. <laughs> the beginning of Breath of the Wild equals dying constantly. Yeah, <laughs> that's, but, oh, great. Yeah, that's it. I also just didn't know what I was. I wanted I want Assassin's Creed maps. I want to say go here. Now I can. I can print out a map and tell me where to go, and I'll be okay. No, that's what the beauty of Breath of the Wild is. Just go that's in a direction. How, You'll find something yeah. awesome. That's Breath not how I play games though. When I played it, I refer to it as the ultimate, ooh, what's that game? Because you're just yep. constantly seeing stuff that you want to go explore. Yep, and you get nothing done. It's wonderful. <laughs> All right, I think we should go to shelf, stack, or box. Shelf Indeed. being something you really like. Stack being something in the middle. And you, you, can't, you can't box it, but you don't want to put it on the shelf. And box means something that you're not a fan of. Just to put that out there. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first. I so I'm a little torn. When we first did this, I was like, "Yep, I can't wait. This is one of my favorite Zelda games I've ever played. I love this game." And as the as the as the game went on, I'm playing. I'm like, I'm not feeling it the way I used to feel it. I I'm being annoyed with little things. I'm just it's still a great game, but I think I just can't handle some of the older style of it. It just wasn't hitting me the same. I mean, I still love it. It's still it's a childhood game, and it's something that meant a lot to me. But it it wasn't doing it this week, this time when I played it last week. So it's gonna go on the stack. I can't I can't put it in the box. It's too great of a game, but it, it just it's not the best Zelda game to me anymore. It's not one of my favorites anymore, and I'm a little saddened by that. But it's going in the stack, and I'll, I'll tell people about it. Of course, I'm always gonna rave about it. But I it doesn't need to be up there. It can't it can't be up there. Zelda games right now just didn't do it for me. How about you, Mike? I don't want to go. <laughs> I have an unpopular opinion, it seems. <laughs> uh, this is going to go in the box for me. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like what Mike was just saying. Is I, I feel like I say this every other week. We're so spoiled these days. And going back and playing these older games with the slow text and the dead ends and the map and whatnot, I, just, I don't have the patience for it anymore. I, I'm kind of finding out through our, our MCU episodes that i don't really like movies anymore <laughs> i always have to be doing something else to so just sit and watch a movie is is like torture but i'm also kind of finding out that i don't know that i super like zelda games like i don't know what it is i just can't i can't get into them like i used to so i know that's not the best answer but it's uh, i just I, it wasn't doing it for me so it's going in the box hopefully Minish cap goes better <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Bill? Um, this is gonna this is gonna go on the shelf because I do think there's so much charm and flavor in this game that uh, it's. Yeah, it's hard to ignore how much you know charm and, and flavor. And the mechanics, it's all Zelda. It's a technical marvel. Like this game should not exist on a Game Boy. It's it's baffling what they were able to achieve with this. Um, basically, a link to the past on a handheld. It's. I do agree with Michael though. I'm not the biggest Zelda fan. 
because I think I've been burnt out on the the iterative loops of collecting eight things in eight different dungeons and get the <laughs> get the weapon, use it on the. But this game does a nice job of recontextualizing the weapons when you get them for bosses. Again, as much as frustrating as the, the dumb creature with the hook shot was for me, it's really clever and really good. But there are lots of things in here that have not aged well. The, the text, you know, the, the text crawl, of course, is annoying because it's ever present. Um, I do not love fetch quests. Get this to go to this to get to this to go to this. The only saving grace was how fun the characters are. But if it were not that, then it would be a bore. But I think this is really an imaginative, lovely game that is also very deep in its themes, which is unexpected. That's something you never get with Zelda games is deep themes and interesting uh, topics to discuss. You played Twilight um, Princess? What's that? You played Twilight Princess. I did, but it, I played it at least 10 years or ago. Majora's so. Mask, which we know you or, haven't played. I will play Majora's Mask, <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I agree with you on Zelda games. I don't think I love them because they are so tired, and that's why I like Breath of the Wild. I was going to say. <laughs> because it doesn't really play like a Zelda game. Like, all that Zelda nonsense is gone. It's fantastic. Oh, that's it's why great. I didn't like it. So I get who cares? I don't know if I can go back to eight Triforce pieces and all. I, I don't think I can go back. I, I can't. So shelf though, regardless of all that, I think this still has a lot of merit to go up there. And it's a Game Boy game. It's tiny. I throw away game boxes because I'm a heathen. You mm. just sit up there. It's cute. It'd be perfectly fine. Yeah. My shy guy figuring can hold it. When I was younger. Cool. Brandon, you're up. Uh, we know obviously. we know this answer, but shelf it. Shelf it. But you you can get through it in a single day. So yeah. Yeah, then if you, you know can what put doing. it on the stack. <laughs> yeah, if you know what you're doing, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I did not, I said it's not a long game at all. No. No. The the, the run through I watched last night or, or skipped through last night just to get myself re you know re re uh, acclimated was about four and a half hours. And again, the guy knew exactly what he was doing, and I don't think he got everything, but just a run through of the game standard took about four and a half hours. It's not bad. It Definitely doable in an week. afternoon. And the speed run is game. just over an hour, so that's, awesome. that's fun. Love speedrunners. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Wild. Everything they do to save frames. Oh, the Switch versions just over the DX and the Game Boy version are just over forty minutes. That's insane. Damn. I I love when 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 uh, gamers and and game yeah when gamers push at the edges and push what a game is designed to do. Man, man, it's just that's the that's the beauty of games. I love that. It's my favorite things. I know you had a guest on a couple of weeks ago or whatever it was that the cried. What was he calling you, heathens and sinners, for for liking yeah. those? We were going yeah. to hell for, 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 for like, I was for going like to hell for playing the game correctly. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> that's, that's it. So Speaking anyway, everybody has their opinions. And, oh, he has uh, lots of them. Sure did, sure did. Uh, but anyway, I I uh, refute that claim, and I think speedrunning is amazing. Play the game you want to play because we only have a certain amount of time on this planet. We all have a clock ticking down above our heads, so use that time wisely to whatever you uh, enjoy to do. You know, when you say that, I think a Nickelback video that has that when they have timers clicking. But I like that video. That's actually really too. cool. No, I know. a really good band, about. too. I don't know if I could. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, really like that. I used to listen uh, to only Nickelback. And I only listen to Taylor Swift. That song, uh, say, is it Saving Me? It's Saving Me. Uh, ah, yeah. no. I like that. I, I can't. No, I don't think it's Saving Me. Because Saving Me, I want to say, starts off with he's in a prison when he's singing the song. It's definitely not Someday. Because Someday, that's it's the one with the car me. crash. It's Saving Me? Yeah. Well, I guess I haven't watched that in a long time. I guess. <laughs> and not to go too far afield into a Nickelback conversation. <laughs> hey, Brandon, did you expect a Nickelback conversation when you signed on to be on this show today? Yeah. Was not expecting that one, no. No, right? Yeah, I wasn't no. either. 
This is a good time to introduce our new segment where we just talk about Nickelback for the last 20 minutes of the episode. That's right. Chad Kroger, uh, his beard was uh, first implemented in their second album. Hey, at least this this episode didn't start me singing a song. So, hey, there's that, right? That's That's true. Very true. Bill doesn't know what we're talking about. It's happened at least two or three times since I've joined the show. So, it's always a possibility. It's happened before. All right, and uh, Mike, why don't you introduce what we're talking about next week? This is one hundred percent your pick. I, I don't know that I want to after I just put Link's Awakening in the box. So oh, next week okay. we're playing one of my favorite three hundred and sixty games. We're playing X Men Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> so if you come back and listen to my garbage opinion, I hey, I prefaced this episode saying I had garbage opinion, so I'm just holding true to that. Well, I, I've never even heard of it, so I look forward to learning about it next. It's made by a really good company called Silicone Knight. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, those guys. Uh, they're not around anymore because they went bankrupt because they did a lawsuit that they lost. So, yeah, pretty much that's what happened to them. But, hey, we I'm looking forward to finally playing X-Men Destiny for the first time because I've never played it before. Me neither. You tracked down one of the copies that wasn't destroyed? I actually had a well, I had a copy for 360 for years and years and years. So yeah, that's one reason. But yeah, that game is not easy. You can't find it anymore. <laughs> we'll talk about that next week because he's right. They did this. They had to destroy them. So it's not cheap on eBay anymore. And you can probably never buy it digitally ever again. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's a whole ordeal. We won't go too deep into it next week either. But it's it's something you should look up. Look well, up. Uh, cheap. It's cheap. Three sixty is like ten bucks on eBay. If you look up Matt, Matt McMuscle's What Happens to Human episode, it uh, it kind of shed some light on what happened with Silicon Knights. All right. And um, Bill, do you want to mention where people can find your podcast at? Yeah. When is this getting released? Next, Next week, week, Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. Okay. Yeah. You're, you'll be in competition with me then because we shall be competing. Launching May 15th is my podcast called A Gamer Looks at 40. It's a um. I always say year long, but it's going to be longer than that. I suspect <laughs> series of stories and recollections that uh, we go through the history of games. Um, but instead of talking about like, you know, the nuts and bolts and the actual events, we're going to be trying to find the soul and the heart of it through the stories and recollections of people who actually lived it. They have two, three episodes are done in the can, ready to go. Um, two will be available on May 15th for you to download and enjoy. It's a pretty good. It's a pretty cool show. We're gonna. It's very varied. Our own Michael K. Hughes was interviewed for a show. Most likely, that'll be released within next month. And our own Mike uh, Alberton will be, of course, interviewed for a show about Super Nintendo because he's a young blood. He's not an old fart <laughs> like Michael and I. And I really want to find out. I want to find your N64, Brandon. I'm half not kidding. I'm I'm <laughs> kidding, not, not kidding. kidding. So. Anyway, let's maybe stay in touch. But yeah, a gamer looks at forty, uh, and also be sure to follow me on Twitter at a gamer looks at forty. That's where you'll find all the updates and fun stuff. I do nothing else. I got no time for any other social media. I don't do it like Michael. Like it's Mike hard. Does. Yeah, I know. I don't know how you do it. So Copy paste is one. Twitter, yeah, Twitter is a place to find me. So thank you for letting me plug that. The reason, of course, the reason I'm on everything is partly because by being on everything, Google finds you better. So, yeah, I just, I just did. It was fine. It's okay. That's part of it. <laughs> Why is Mike posting links to Captain Rainbow? Let's see. If I don't. <laughs> I don't know. All right, and then I should go to plugs. So that's kind of where we're at now. We have a Patreon now. We, if you want to help us out, you can throw us a dollar. No one has yet, but feel free. We'll take it. Um, we're eventually going to do something with Patreon. I just I keep saying that every week, but I don't know what my plan is yet because I haven't really thought about it. I don't really care. I just we made it because I needed to make it kind of. <laughs> so you you have a Patreon wow. with no no rewards yet. 
No, nothing yet. Okay. Which again, that's why no one donating. I'm, we'll get there. It's, it's yeah. one of my future plans. To I also need nice. to get shirts up. That's also a future plan. Nice. But that that's been a, it's already been a year for some reason. So that's all coming. But yeah, if you want to throw us a dollar, you can. It helps us out. I would say keep the light on, but the lights are on anyway. So you know, but hey, we'll take it. And if, you enjoyed this, <laughs> and if you enjoyed this episode, please go check out our other Zelda episodes. We have covered only three Zelda games on this show. Uh, we did Majora's Mask, episode 27. Episode 50, we, we did Link to the Path with Jeff Court from Gaming, from previously a Game Informer. And episode 105, we covered Ocarina of Time. So definitely check those out. And now we have another one. I'm actually surprised how many we don't have on this show. Because there's not a lot that. of us. We haven't covered a lot of Zelda games for some reason. We will. I'm sure. I know. I'm changing it finally, but yeah, I didn't cover a lot. So check those out. And also just want to mention again, we will have the giveaway next week. So if you remember to listen next week, there'll be a giveaway somewhere yeah. in the episode. And I also want to say, if you enjoyed this, go check out our intro and outro courtesy of Bobby, AKA Mike Tony from ZP Bite the Bullet. Song to cool kid squad. You will see a link in the show notes to his YouTube channel. So definitely go check him out and please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We are on YouTube and a lot of people seem to subscribe to us. So if you want to get your podcast, get them on YouTube. And also, if you are missing any episodes of the previous thing, check out Podbean. That has all the episodes on there because I know some people have told me they can't find certain episodes in iTunes or stuff. Just use Podbean or Podcast Addict or one of those programs. They will pull up everything. You'll find every episode we publish because there are over 200 episodes now. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, we'll mention that next week because I forgot to open with that. But all right, we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye.